Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially freeing business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Stable Mama Podcast. Now, if you didn't catch her episode, you should definitely go back, like pause this right now, stop, go back because it was a doozy 10 minutes of hardcore value. Her name is Lauren Golden and we have her back for a full interview. So I cannot wait to introduce you to her again. Lauren, welcome back. I am so excited to have you. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to share more about what the heck it is that I do that (laughs) brought me to you. (laughs) You guys don't know this, but Lauren Golden, she is like, Oh my goodness. She is the woman that started me on my journey. I am so grateful for her and what she has been doing. And honestly, she, she got me started. So the fact that she is on my podcast just makes me ridiculously happy. And I can't wait for you guys to learn more about her because like I said, you want to. So let's get started. Lauren, please tell me more about yourself, about your business. How did you get started? Yeah, so I'm a wife and a mom of three, and we live outside of Houston, Texas, and I got started with my business. Hmm. Okay, so I, my business actually started because I became a mom. I literally would not have a business if I didn't become a mom, so we have to give credit where credit is due. Daphne Golden, thank you so much. Um, but in all seriousness, like my husband and I tried for a year to get pregnant, and that is a long journey for some people. That is like nothing compared to what other people experience, but For us, it was a a hard year. And then we found out we got pregnant and we were ecstatic. And then all of a sudden reality set in like, oh my, oh, okay. Well, so this thing we've been like wanting, now it's actually happening. And the funny thing is my husband and I never actually had a conversation about our finances or like what it would look like if, if I stayed home or to be fair, if he stayed home, like we never talked about it because we were both already aware that we were a two income family. Like neither of us got paid that much. I was 24 years old. I mean, I was a child, like I was so young and not making it like just entry level, everything like life, parent job. And so we never had that conversation and I really beat myself up over it because I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. And I had told myself this story that to be a good mom, you had to stay home and pour your everything into your kids because that's what my mom did. And my mom was a fantastic mom. She still is my mom, by the way. Um, she's still a fantastic mom. Um, and so that was, that was the picture of motherhood for me. And that wasn't going to be my reality. And I felt a lot of guilt about that. But something happened that first day back from maternity leave. I remember where I was in my office where I actually realized I loved working. Like I unapologetically loved working. And I reconciled all that that stuff that had been eating away at me during the entire course of my maternity leave, like all that guilt and like shame and just 
resentment towards my husband. Like, why can't you make more money? Like all of those nasty thoughts that I had had, I reconciled and realized that I, I could be a good mom and work which I realized like I love doing, but it wasn't until my son was born two years later that like the pull was like, it was too much. It was unbearable. And I realized that while I love working, the constraints of a nine to five were not allowing me to show up as the mom that I wanted to be for my kids. It wasn't for me personally, it wasn't about being home 24 seven and like playing Legos and like finger painting. Like it wasn't that, but it was about being available for them when I needed to be like not missing out on stuff and being able to, you know, go to the zoo on a Wednesday instead of on a Saturday when it was packed. And like just these really small things that seem insignificant, except it makes up our everyday life, which means it makes up our life. Um, and so I tried a lot of different things as women seeking like if you've ever Googled, like, how do I make money from home? That was like, I did it every day, like four years. And I tried a lot of different things and I'll fast forward to the part where I discovered freelancing, which is essentially you're a small business owner. Like we're not talking about creating like a corporation, like Apple, like we are just like working for ourselves people and on the internet. So you don't have to go anywhere. You're totally virtual. I first started as a social media manager after buying an online course that I had seen while scrolling through Facebook, which I'm sure a lot of you can maybe relate to seeing a Facebook ad and being like, what is this? But that happened to me and it changed the trajectory of my life. And so flash forward a couple of years and a couple of things that happened. Long story short, I ended up leaving my job, freelancing full time. Life happened, moves happened, more babies and pregnancies and miscarriage, all kinds of life happened. And I ended up in this point where I was really good at freelancing. I'd become very successful and in spite of some pretty major life setbacks. And I had other people asking me, how the heck are you doing this? And so I made this really big shift in my life where like a few years prior, all I wanted to do was like find some happiness and be home with my kids while still being able to like have a career. And, if, and what I realized is like, this could be so much bigger than just like saving my family and my happiness and like what happens inside my home. This could be something that changes mom's lives everywhere. And so that's where the free mom and movement was born. And that's, that's what I do. And that's, it's, it is my every, I mean, I think it's literally my purpose in life is to be here and be able to show women that there are opportunities that are outside of the box that society presents to us. And, and there are ways to do that and to feel filled and to be more in control of your life and your schedule so that you can really craft it to look like what you want it to look like. And I've learned that it can also be very financially lucrative as well. So that's, that's what I teach. That's what I do. Hopefully you can tell how much I love it because I'm talking too long, but that's, that's it. That's my business. That's what I teach people how to do. Yeah. And she's amazing at it. So if you, you don't know, she, you should just check her out. No, I absolutely love that. But we want to know about like the nitty gritty details. Like what did you okay. have to overcome to do this? Like we're over here, we're a little stuck. We're trying to find some traction. We're struggling a little bit to, to balance our families and our business and actually make some progress. What kind of things do you have for us? So many things. We do not have enough time, but we will get to of the big ones that I hear. So the biggest thing that I had to overcome is being afraid to do the thing I actually said I wanted to do. Can you imagine that? You know you want to do something. You're complaining to your friends all the time about not wanting to be at your job anymore. And all of a sudden you were facing this opportunity or decision head on 
and you're terrified to take the leap into something you don't know. That was the first like major obstacle that I really faced. And I think the reason I'm so passionate about my business and, and really the catalyst for really the trajectory of my entire life is when my husband and I unexpectedly got pregnant with what would have been our third child. And I was still at my nine to five, but I had already started freelancing. And we found out at 12 weeks that we had lost the baby. And we, we had no idea. We were just going in for routine checkup. And I remember this moment so vividly because my insurance had changed through my nine to five. So this was my, I had had two babies. This was my very first appointment with a new doctor. My very, it was her first time meeting me. And she had to tell me that we had lost the baby. And in that moment, I get goosebumps. In that moment, I remember feeling worse for her than for me because I was like, can you imagine? Now, don't worry, soon the like rage and devastation set in for me personally. But in that moment, I actually felt worse for her because her face went white. Like she just, it was, it was horrible. Like it was one of the most horrific moments in my entire life for everyone in the room. It was just not good. And what happened after that, well, the short version, I had a DNC procedure, lots of crying, lots of crying, <laughs> more crying. I did go back to work somewhere around the next like Tuesday or Wednesday. I did not go back Monday. I had my procedure on a Saturday, that following that Friday. So like literally one week from the day I found out that I had lost the baby, I quit my job. And the reason why, and the reason why this baby was such a gift in my life is because I was so close to having what I wanted anyway, which was making money from home and being there for, like it was right there for me to take it. I wasn't doing it because I was scared. And literally, this sounds kind of creepy, but like literally after I had my miscarriage, I remember hearing a voice in my head on repeat. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Like, what, what are you going to do now? And it just, this thing that was so outside of my control, like I, like there was nothing I could have done differently to have a different outcome with that, that baby. It was outside of my control. And I realized like me living my best life was in my control and I wasn't doing it like seriously. And so I walked in one week later and I quit my job. So that's number one, get out of your own way. Please do not wait until something devastating happens in your life to start living your life the way that you want it to. And unfortunately, this is a this is a trend. I hear so many successful entrepreneurs who have a story similar to mine, their own version of hitting rock bottom before they did something about it. And I think that's why I'm like, I'm a very aggressive speaker because I'm like, please don't wait until your life is at rock bottom before you make it awesome. That is ridiculous, you know? Um, and so that's lesson number one. Number two is much less sexy. So here we go. Lesson number two is like all of the BS that you're using to as excuses. So like example number one, health insurance. Well, Lauren, I can't possibly leave my nine to five job because what about my 401k and health insurance? Well, newsflash, there are other ways to get health insurance and save for retirement. Like that, that's the simple answer, right? Like if you want an excuse, you're going to find it. And for the record at the, at the time that this all happened, my husband was an entrepreneur. We had taken out a six figure business loan, six figures, by the way, we did not have six like that. That number to me sounded like a million dollars when I was 20 something. Like that was like, oh, so we had a six figure business loan. My husband was working seven days a week, not paying himself consistently. So I was our sole income provider and all of our benefits were on me. 
and I did it. So if like, I don't care what your scenario is, like if you want an excuse, you'll find one. If you want a solution, you'll find one. So that's the second thing. Like I hear these things all the time and you know, I'm on the other side. So it's so easy to be like, get over yourself. But like, seriously, from someone who has been through this and is on the other side, like get over yourself. Like there are solutions to these things. So those would be like, those would be like my two really big things. Of course, a whole lot of other life happened in there and, and kind of my business took a really big hit when my family moved cross country away from friends and family. Um, and we also took on some other debt when we did that, which was not smart. And so, yeah, there's things like that, that, that I 100% had to overcome, but like putting myself where I think a lot of your listeners might be, those are the two, like, that's the best I can give you. Sorry. I'm, I'm smiling right now and laughing to myself because I feel have like you had these conversations. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, she's talking straight to me. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. It is like the most relatable thing ever, right? Like for, for moms in our like world who want the, like, I get, like, I don't know that there's anyone I've talked to that hasn't had some of these questions or reservations unless their husband is like incredibly, like, unless they've been working, like just because like, unless you have someone like, but anybody who's coming in, where like, you are a team with your spouse and both of you are contributing somewhat equally. This is going to be a conversation. It's just going to be. But what I want to offer is that there is a solution and you, you are the only thing standing in your way of, of reaching that solution. Brutal. I know I'm reading your face. They can't see you right now, but I'm just like, oh man, I'm going to make some people mad. Uh, no, this is great. This is what I need to hear. Actually, this is what I keep telling myself, but I just, I haven't overcome that hurdle yet. I get and actually, it. There's a and part of me though. To... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you have to do it in your own time. I get that, you know. Well, the other thing is, is I actually love my job. I teach students, like I help them find their dreams and I love that. So like I'm torn between, I love the idea of like being financially free and not having to worry about a nine to five. But there's another part of me that says, well, I actually, I like my nine to five. That's awesome. And that's okay, by the way. Like, I want to be super clear that (sighs) confession, my team and I do say free the mamas all the time. Like we are always like free all the mamas. But the reality is, here's how I look at it. You know, Lauren's 24 year old, Thinking back to her childhood with the stay-at-home mom, 21st century version, like Pinterest, like I bake and I and I'm like ironing my husband's shirt and all of these, which there is nothing wrong with, by the way. Nothing. If that is you, will you please come over and do some of those things with my children because I am not capable. So we have like the superhuman stay-at-home mom over here on this one side, Pinterest, like just all the amazing things of like a homemaker right? And then on the other side, we have the lean in movement, which got so much traction and so much publicity and like women climbing the corporate ladders and being in more on more boards and like in all of these like higher positions, which is also, I'm a huge feminist, is also incredibly important. I mean, we need more female representation across the board because we're half the population. So like, I'm a big advocate for both sides. My challenge in life was that there is a whole lot of gray area in between. And if my choices are stay at home and be successful or go to work and be successful, that is not good enough for me. That's not good enough. I don't want to stay full home full time. I don't want to stay at a nine to five and not, and feel like I'm slacking at home. I want both. And so I had to craft 
what I thought the best version of that looked like. And I found it for me and I get that it is not for everybody and I respect it and I endorse that it is not for everybody. But for the people who were like me seven years ago, eight years ago, who felt like they just sucked at life and they were unhappy and they didn't really know why, that's why my community exists. Like those are the, the people that, that like, I just, I want them to know what is available to them, that they don't have to fit in these camps. There's a whole lot of gray area in between. And for you, I would say the same thing. Like whether you stay at your home, like part of me is like, you know, you could probably do a lot of what you're doing at your job on your own. And it, like, you could make a business around doing what you do for your job. It might look a little different, but you'd get the same thing or you can do both or you can stay at your job. Like you have so many choices available to you. How lucky are you that you get to choose your best life? Like, I think that's the point. Like as long as you at the end of the day are going, you know what? I don't feel like I compromised. I feel like I loved my family and I loved my, my life and my contribution to this world, whether that's work or being the best Pinterest mom crafter of all time, like whatever your contribution is, like it's not feeling like at the end of the day that you compromised who you are and what you want because you only get one stab at it, you know? You're like speaking to my heart here. I love it. That's so good. <laughs> this is actually a coaching call that we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> No, I absolutely love it. And if, if you're talking to those women, if we're talking to those women right now who they want both, they want a business and they want a family, do you have any more tips for us? What can we do right now? Yep, totally. So I teach something. So this, this isn't necessarily like how to get started with a business. This is how do I start a business while I have a family without neglecting my family? That's the question that I'll answer if that's cool. Okay. So, and by the way, I will say I am not a fan of the hustle at all. Like this is, this, it is a Friday at the time of recording. This is the one work activity I'm doing today. I typically don't even work on Fridays. So if you're like, oh my gosh, if I'm going to start a business, I have to work 24 seven and hustle. Like that's just a lie that you're being fed by like Gary Vee and some other like entrepreneurs and marketers out there. Like I am the anti-hustle. Will there be seasons where you might have to sacrifice a little and work really hard to get stuff up and running? You betcha. Why? Like, otherwise everybody out there would already be doing this, right? Like everybody would already be successful. So most people aren't willing to put in that hard work, but you don't have to hustle. So I teach something called the daily five. Um, I'm sure that it's something you're already familiar with, but we will fill everybody in. So the daily five is a principle that prevents you from procrastinating. So if you're somebody who's like, well, I'm just going to put that off or like, I am going to have 90 things on my to-do list and I'm going to do 80 of them today. And therefore I am awesome. But those 80 things did absolutely nothing in terms of shifting the needle forward in terms of progress or getting closer to your goals, then that's called being busy. That's not called being productive. And this is a really big problem that I see with people. And I always give this analogy because I used to do this. I'm not proud of this, but it's like solidarity. So that's why I like to share this with you. If you are someone who has ever had a to-do list and you have gone to said to-do list and written something down on it that you have already done just so that you can cross it off and feel that gratification, I'm talking to you. Um, so I used to do this, by the way. It, that is not a good use of your time, people. Like, please stop doing this. So I always say the daily five is like the anti-to-do list, right? It's like, we don't need this laundry list. We, like, that's called a brain dump. 
right? Like I got to call the plumber. I got to like, like right now, by the way, one of mine, like I have to make an appointment for my cat to go to the bed. Like that's not sexy, but that's also not a top priority. Like he's fine. He's asleep on my bed right now. Like we're good. You know, that's not, that's not shifting the needle forward in my life. That's just something I have to go take care of. Right. So the daily five every night, I recommend doing it at night. Um, the night before that way, when you wake up in the morning and you have whatever time you allot to being productive, maybe if you stay home with your kids, it's nap time, um, or while your kids are at preschool, or if you're at a nine to five, maybe it's as soon as you park it in your desk at nine o'clock, whatever it is, do it the night before. And instead of going for like quantity, we're going for quality. We want the things that you are probably, you know, you should be doing, but you're probably avoiding because they're either hard or time consuming. That's what I see. You're going to write them down. Top five things. The principle of the daily five is that you cannot go on to items two through five until you've accomplished the first one on your list, which means you are actually prioritizing these things. So let's say, for example, you are starting a business. I'm going to argue that communicating with other people about your business, like networking or marketing or having a discovery call or something that actually like tells people you have a business and therefore will bring you in revenue those types of activities should typically be at the top. And for the women that I coach, those can also be the scariest activities because it involves putting yourself out there. I can't even tell you how many people I've seen create like five different logos, but have yet to actually tell anyone about their business. This is not what we're shooting for here, people. So with the daily five, you're going to hold yourself accountable. This requires discipline, which is challenging for some people, but I do have a planner that, that assists with writing this out and getting it out of your head. But you're going to do number one. When you finally do that, you can move on to number two and so on. There's no skips. There's no cuts. We're going in order. And the reason why this is so impactful is because when you go to bed at night, you will know that even if you didn't do all five things, which is not the goal, you have done the things that are the most impactful in your life, you were productive because you got to the things that are the, I, I call it like shifting the needle forward. Like you're getting closer towards your goals because you didn't avoid those things, which how many of us have stayed busy for hours, days, weeks, just doing stuff, but we're not actually any closer to our goals. And it's really disappointing, right? Because we end up burnt out. We end up really tired. Sometimes we end up stressed. So this is really great for business owners, but you can also apply this to your everyday life. So like you can have a daily five just for your house, right? And maybe I would put making a cat appointment for that, like at the vet, like if I was six months behind, but like for the most part, again, those are just, those are just, that's just stuff you have to get done. Right. But your daily five, let's say like your house is destroyed. Like I just got back from a trip. I think I did something like 12 loads of laundry. I'm not exaggerating. It was horrific. Like that might be number one on my list, right? Like I've got to get this done so that we can create a stable environment in our house where we're not feeling super overwhelmed or stressed out. Like that could be that important. Like I'm not belittling anything that might end up on your daily five. You know what those things are that you've been avoiding or that you really need to get done so that you can be at peace and be having forward movement towards those things that you want out of life. No, she's not lying. I, I actually have her productivity planner. I use it every single night that's and awesome. it has been a huge game changer. So thank you for that. Yeah, that's great. Can you tell us where can, where can we get that? Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned in our other episode that I also have a book. Very proud of my book. It is everything I believe about the have it all lifestyle, which I do believe is possible. So if you go to the free movement.com slash book, which I think you'll put in the show notes as well, um, you'll have the opportunity not just to get my book, but actually we have a physical 
daily five planner that, that you can add on to that as well. All right, there you have it, ladies. Um, the last question I want to ask you, Lauren, this has been amazing. Again, I just I cannot believe that I'm on an interview with you. But um, so where, where are you going? Like, what, what's your, what does your next year look like? That is such a fun question. So I don't know if you are word of the year kind of gal or not. Um, what's really funny is that I used to resist this. Like I used to be like, that is so tacky. Why are we picking like words for the year? And then all of a sudden I'm like, I need like a theme to keep my life under control. And then I realized that's what a word of the year is, right? It's just this thing that we can like come back to and just, it's almost like a, um, like a pulse check for our decisions, right? And so my word for 2020 is joy. And so everything in my business, everything in my family, everything we're doing, like, that's like, does this thing bring me joy? Like, yeah, it might make me money or it might grow my team or it might like, you know, be good for whatever, but like, like, does it bring me and my family joy? That's like, that's my pulse check this year. And so we are refining some of the programs that we have at the Free Mama. Um, I'm super excited about that. Um, also, my husband and I have a goal to, which when we set goals, like, this is going to get done. You just trust me on that. Um, my, husband and I, my husband and I will be taking our kids on an RV trip all summer. So we're going to be getting an RV and we're just going to go do a giant loop around the United States. And I am super excited and also slightly terrified about that. But, oh, the strongest Goldens will stand at the end, but I think it's going to be amazing. And just really continuing to challenge like what, like just, yeah, there's so much I want to say still. Like, I just, I want to live by example and I want to show people what is possible if you're willing to do some of the things we talked about during this episode. Like, if you're willing to get out of your own way, if you're willing to, to put in the work to get good habits and systems and better communication with your family or with your colleagues or with who at like in your business, with your clients, like whatever it is, if you are willing to actually like stop procrastinating on stuff and like focus and be productive, like you guys, you can have four day work weeks. You can have four hour days. You can take two months off for the summer. Like you can do whatever you stinking want to do and it's possible. And it's not like what I really want to share is that it's not that far out of reach. So I know we talked about, you know, how long I've been a mom, but the free mama movement is not even three years old. Like this is like, you guys have so much potential. And so, yeah, my word is joy. Feel free to steal it. Um, some of you might not be there yet where you're like, joy, like my word is freaking get stuff done. Like, or like success. Like I just, like you might be there this year and I just challenge you to like, maybe you need a word for the year. Maybe you just need a mantra that will keep you focused and heading where you want to go. And for anybody who is at the beginning of their journey and you're just a little like kind of going through the day to day, like ask yourself the really hard questions. Like, what do I want? Like, I love your question. Like, and I didn't even really answer it by the way. Like, where are you, what are you doing this year? Like I am in this place where I've like made this huge loop and kind of come out the other end, like almost a different version of myself, like a better version of myself. And before I dive back in, like for the next loop, I'm really taking the time to just soak it in and be joyful and ask myself, what do I want next? Like live a life of intention and purpose and um, just anything is freaking possible. Okay. So I loved all that, but I really love the part where you said it's a goal, but you will do it. Can we just touch on that? Like, I love that mindset. Like, how do you know that this goal, like, do you just will it into existence? 
sort of. Seriously, so I, I am a big promo- proponent of manifestation. The reason why is because, and I won't get into all the psychology because I only know it on a very superficial level and there are people much more like intelligent about this stuff than I am. But there is an actual like chemical reaction in our brain that happens all the time right? And so habits, we talked about habits earlier. Some of you guys, you might be in the habit of like negative self-talk. That is a habit. You actually have to do what's called a pattern interrupt to become a more happy, positive person. You have created chemical, like little synopsy things going on in your brain. So yes, there's that there's manifestation. When we dream about something, like when you create a vision board, if you're creative, I can't, we already established not Pinterest can't do creative things. So I have a vision board, but I very clear, like written out goals. When you think about them, when you talk about them, instead of like, I hope to, or I want to, and you say, I will travel across the country with my husband and RV. The way we talk to ourselves matters. The way we think about things, it like our brain can't tell the difference between when we're dreaming about something and we think about it and we visual, you said you like will it into, yeah, kind of, because I think about what it's going to look like. We actually physically go look, we started like six months ago, actually going and looking at RVs just for like fun on the weekends. But guess what? Now I know what those suckers look like. I can envision what my kids look like on the bunk beds. I'm thinking about it. It's like in it, when you do that and you do it over time, like it just starts to kind of become your reality because you're already going through the motion of getting there. So yes, number one, I do, I believe in manifestation. Like when you know what you want, start talking about it. Like it's already got, like I say, talk about it. Like it's already going to happen. Assuming it's in the future. There are other people who actually say like, when it comes to gratitude, thank the universe or God or whatever you believe in for things that haven't even happened yet. So like, let's say for example, you want to write a best-selling book. You would say, I am so grateful for my best-selling book. Like that's what you would actually say to yourself. So yes, we didn't go totally spiritual on this, on this episode. Maybe we'll have to do a third one, but like, yes, I do believe in all of that. But the other thing is, and I, I hope this doesn't go too long, but the other thing I'll say about like, I've made it a goal. And so I know it will happen. It's because at this point in my life, in my business, I have kept so many commitments to myself and followed through on things that I said I would do that I now know that that's who I am. When I commit to something, I follow through. Some of you guys listening right now, you have not been following through on yourself. Like you might keep your commitments to your children, right? Like I'm going to be at your play and you go to the play. Like you can keep your commitment to your husband. Like, I don't even know what that, like I'm going to make dinner tonight. You make dinner tonight. These are really superficial examples, but you get me. But some of you are saying like, I'm going to quit my job this year and you're not doing it. And, and yes, sometimes there are circumstances outside of our control or yes, I'm going to like, I'm going to post on social media today. Let's take it really small. Like I'm going to post on social media today to market my business or what, or make a connection, or I'm going to go to this networking event next week. Or how about this one? I'm going to go to the gym today. Right. And you don't do it. You're breaking commitments to yourself that you would never break to the other people in your life. We talked about habits in the other episode. That too becomes a habit. You habitually break commitments to yourself You have to break that cycle. Remember, we just talked about like when you have negative self-talk, you have to like, you need a pattern interrupt. You have to break that cycle so you can reprogram your brain. It's the exact same thing with like doing the things you said you were going to do. You have to start doing them so that you can create a new cycle of follow through. And you believe you are the kind of person who honors your commitments to yourself. I'm not going to eat dessert today. 
I, like I, it's the small stuff, right? Like I wanted to take my kids to the zoo on a Wednesday. That's all I freaking wanted. Like, I'm not kidding. That was all I want. Like, I'm not going to eat dessert tonight or I'm like, I'm going to make that phone call. That's really uncomfortable and then do it. And when you do that over time, you know that you'll achieve your goals because you have proven to yourself that you're the kind of person who follows through with the stuff you say you're going to do. And so I, that's like, ah, I've never actually shared that before, but I, what a great question. Like now I'm all fired up and I want to go talk about this somewhere else because I think this is really powerful stuff and what a cool place and such a gift to yourself when you become that person who does the things that you say you're going to do, but it's a process. Like you have to prove it to yourself and become that person. But yeah, that's how I know. Because when I make a goal, historically, not my whole life, I do this imperfectly, but over the last few years, when I set a goal, I do it. So I can set a goal in the future and say, I'm going to do that. And I feel confident about it. And that's the process of how you get there. See, this is the one bad thing about podcasts, because I wish I could like put an emoji on there where you're like, mind is blown. <laughs> we can take an image. <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> wow. Like, I don't think I could have written a more perfect answer to that question. <laughs> Thank it. you. I've actually, you know, I, I've never shared that before. So that was a gift for you to ask that question because it allowed me to think about something I haven't thought about before. So thank you. So I just want to touch on one more thing. I know we, you said you, we talked about habits a little bit. We did, we, we brushed on them just a little bit, but that was in our short 10 minute episode. And I really didn't get a chance to ask this question. And I, I really want to, yeah. you talk about habits and how they've kind of been this, this life-changing thing that keeps your stability and allows you to do all these amazing things. Now, how did you create those in your life? Like, where did you start? Usually from a place of pain. <laughs> so those are the ones you should do first. And by the way, I still have some really bad habits. So let's, before anybody puts me on a pedestal, let's come back to reality really quick. Like I'm addicted to my cell phone. It's bad. I at times have very healthy boundaries, but for me, I have to make them physical boundaries. So like right now my phone is within arm's reach. I'm waving it around to you. You can see it. That's bad, right? It's way too accessible. I know that if I can reach my phone, I will grab it subconsciously. So that's really scary. That's how addicted we are, right? So I know that to get better at that bad habit, I have to just make my phone somewhere I can't even grab it. Sugar is another one. My husband and I actually eat pretty well, but I have the worst sweet tooth like on the face of the earth. So nutrition is something that is like, that I'm like thinking and learning about right now. I like literally bought this book from my chiropractor. And anyway, so I have bad habits. Like we can always, there's always room for growth, I guess is what I want to say. Like I have plenty of bad habits that I'm working on. Most of my good habits have come from a place, from a place of pain where you go, this isn't working anymore. So really our morning routine is strong because back before we even had children, my husband used to roll out of bed about five minutes before we went to work in the morning. Like we would leave about the same time. He would roll out of bed about five minutes before, jump in the shower for two minutes, get dressed and like walk out the door. While I would wake up like an hour and a half before, I would pack both of our lunches, I would make breakfast, I had to dry my hair, I had to do, and all of a sudden I looked around and I'm like, this is like really not fair, like this is not going to work out. And I remember telling my husband like, I need help in the morning, like could you get up a little bit earlier and we could like be a team here? And I remember asking him for help and I maybe didn't do it nice, I might have done it from a place of pain and resentment, but... Nonetheless, that conversation happened. And so my husband started, he's like, I love making breakfast. Sure, I'll make breakfast. And I'm like, I'll let, like, 
all I had to do was ask you, are you kidding me? And so that like, that was the catalyst of my husband kind of being in charge of breakfast for our family. And it happened before we even had children. And so I think looking at the areas in your life that aren't working, do it one at a time. I think a lot of times, especially we just came through a new year. A lot of times like Mondays, new months, new quarters, but new years, plus a new decade, like that is just like, everybody's like, I want my whole life to look different. Our brains, going back to like this, like, like literally our brains can't even handle that. So when it comes to creating new habits, be patient with yourself. It takes time, but also don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Start with one thing, like start, like I'm going to, like, I'm going to start working on my diet or I'm going to start with my morning routine, or I'm going to start with my physical fitness and don't start with like, I'm going to go to the gym eight days this week. Well, there's only seven, but you know what I mean? Like, don't like, I'm going to go to the gym every single day for the whole year. Like that's my, like, that is so unrealistic. You are going to hurt yourself. Like that is a new, like you are trying to form a new habit. You're not like in the latest trend, right? Like we're not trending here. We're, we're improving our life by changing our habits. So start small, start with one, but look at your biggest pain points would be my, like where, if this one thing in my life changed, other things would also get better, would be how I would evaluate where to start. Perfect. I absolutely love that. I'm sorry. I had so many questions for you and I know yeah. I've took a ton of your time, but thank you so much for being a part of this. I've like this interview has been amazing meeting you and talking to you like face to face has been crazy and awesome. And I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you are struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.